What's up, listeners? Before the show starts, I want to shout out an event being put together by the Dads of Destiny West Coast Clan, and it is Gaming from the Heart, a 24-hour charity stream event that starts February 13th at midnight Pacific Standard Time and goes 24 hours through the 14th. The stream is to help benefit the Children's Heart Foundation, and you can find out more information by tuning in at twitch.tv slash dads of destiny. They also have a link to their GoFundMe page there, which also has a lot more information about the charity that they're donating to. Again, that's the Children's Heart Foundation. Yeah, that's right. So February 13th through the 14th, check out the Gaming from the Heart charity stream event brought to you by the Dads of Destiny West Coast Clan, twitch.tv slash dads of destiny. Welcome to DTS 83. They're making a lot of changes with the weekly update, freelance playlist, crimson doubles, and some matchmaking tweaks. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians. What's up, everybody? My name is BBK Dragoon, joined as always by my awesome co-host, Diddy. How was your week? Tiring. <laughs> uh, training Flynn, basically all week again. Uh, I did get a little bit more time to play some video games, so we played some Destiny this week. That was awesome. We did. Uh, we ran some Nightfalls, which we'll talk about in a minute. Did you play anything else? Uh, no, it was just Destiny this week. Yeah. Oh, oh no, that's not true. Um Friday, I helped Lurker Zero, friend of the show, do some Halo campaigning on Legendary. He Apparently, there's an armor set you can get in Halo 5 if you complete all of the Master Chief Collection um, story modes on Legendary. Hmm. Well, so, there you uh, go. We're doing that. Uh, I'm just helping him <laughs> as he goes along, so... It's, so, uh, it's difficult. <laughs> Halo 5 doesn't have progression-based unlocks, but the Master Chief Collection has a progression-based unlock for you to get in Halo 5. Oh, I guess. Irony. I mean, he, he, that's what he said. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do some do some campaigning. That, so that was fun, you know, when you get low health, and it's just like, I'm going to backsmack you and kill you, and it's really funny. Can't um, beat Halo campaigns, man. Can't no. beat them. <laughs> no, you can't. Um, but Flynn had his first training class yesterday, uh, Puppy Manners 1. So that was really nice. Um, got to learn some things. He got tons of treats and tons of new treats, which means his farts are worse. So <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> well, now you, now you can just blame Flynn, dude, for exactly. everything. Exactly. <laughs> I played some Destiny with you this week. I'm um, playing through Final Fantasy VIII, or trying to. I should say I'm trying to go through Final Fantasy VIII. I beat Kingdom Hearts last week, so now I'm like, this is my Final Fantasy year with 15, hopefully coming out sometime this year. So trying to go back through eight. And um, we'll see. We'll see how it works. Uh, enjoying Destiny. Did a little Halo 5, but honestly, it's busy. Um, I know I'm going to be playing a lot more of Destiny this next week with Crimson Double showing up. I want that chocolate ghost or even that glittery <laughs> red ghost. Before we hop into the news, let's talk real quick about our Nightfall experience this week because you and I did the Nightfall, two characters, and it reminded us of the pre-Taken King era where I remember every single Tuesday afternoon... I would try and finish up with work. I work late Tuesdays. I try and finish up as soon as I could so that I could hop on and nightfall on all three of my characters. And every single week for months, we would have people who were looking to nightfall on Tuesday 
go through that experience, not just on one character, but on all three, so you could get the reputation buff and also a chance at whether it be Yallerhorn. Like many of us, we were all going after that Yallerhorn. You know, that was oh, yeah. the main driving factor. But yep. just talk about that for a second. You remember that as well, right? Because we were, you know, discussing it. Oh, yeah. I would wake up early every single day because uh, Santa goes Oh, you to and Lurker early. would do it, wouldn't you? Yeah, Lurker and I would do it. I would also mm-hmm. do it with uh, Aura, Soldier from the Pineapple Boys. Um, and we would just nightfall as soon as we could just so we could get uh, that reputation buff and the experience buff, which was the same. Um, and then we would do the heroics if we wanted to to get the strange coins. And it was just this mm-hmm. nice ritual every single week you know i never got good nightfall rewards but it was just like it's okay i got the rep bonus we're we're good for the rest of the week yeah for players who are new in the taking king back prior to some nightfall and heroic strike changes we would do a lot of weekly reset activities like the nightfall on each of our characters because you would get a glowing blue flaming head if you completed the nightfall and that showed everybody else in the tower hey you completed the nightfall and that glowing head was representative of the reputation buff that you got so not only were you given a chance at some sweet awards by doing the nightfall itself but you actually got a reputation buff that affected you know all your bounties that you were going to complete that week it helped you get more faction packages also the heroic strikes used to be on a weekly cap and you could earn if it was on the hardest difficulty nine strange coins per character so essentially each week you would go through do the strike on all three of your characters and earn 27 strange coins and what do you feel in regards to them taking that away with the Taken King. Obviously, we get more strange coins uh, through different activities in the Taken King, but do you think their changes to the Nightfall and the Heroics were success? I No, I don't think so. I don't think it was very successful in terms of making it more accessible for more players. Granted, I don't like what they did. You know, I think mm-hmm. having the ritual was really nice. I think, yeah, I can earn more strange coins per week, but... In an ideal world, what would be our solution? What is a constructive sort of suggestion to what we would like to see in the future? What would be our dream go-to system? For me, I would say bring back the flaming blue helmet and bring back the rep buff. I don't think you have to change much else with the nightfalls past that point. And put some form of activity in the game for guaranteed strange coins. Maybe it's, uh, uh, I'm scared to say, a Prison of Elders related activity. (laughs) But I would like to see some guaranteed way to get coins each week. Because I know I'm working with some new players, just some friends and people who've just gotten the game. And I forget, you know, they're playing PvP and they're using these really random weapons. And so I just want to ask them, yo, why aren't you using your Mida or your last word? And then you just sit back and think for a second, oh man, they don't have the coins to buy these? And they don't have a Mida or a Red Death, a Last Word, a Hawksaw? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, how are you playing this game? You know, you forget over time we've built up this collection. We've got our big quiver of weapon arrows that we need. So now we scoff it so we're like, huh, I don't need the Radiant. I bought Radiant Dance Machines a second time this week thinking, I'm like, oh, I want those. Sure enough, like two months ago, I was like, yeah, I want those, and I bought them. So, I don't know. I would say, I don't know if just give it back is the right answer there, uh, because obviously there was some reasoning behind taking it away in the first place. But they, I remember, I remember they stated they didn't like the culture of people having to rush to get the nightfall done at the start of the week. They didn't yeah. like that. 
That's true, but I don't like that reason, son. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not. Oh, you people are doing our activity too early in the week. What? That doesn't make sense to me. I or think feeling I pressured. Guess, I guess yeah. Bring it back would be the <laughs> best option. Into I can the think nightfall. Of right <laughs> hey kid, you want a nightfall? It's like that guy <laughs> outside of the high school in the back. All right, we wasted a bunch of time here with nightfalls. Let's hop into the news. All right, first up on the news, Diddy, DTS prediction, please. <laughs> we did it again. They On Monday, they turned on the good matchmaking or connection-based matchmaking for um, Skirmish and some other playlists. No, no, just Skirm. It's just Skirm. Sorry, oh, forget okay. my... That's my that's show notes. That's a mistake I had in the show notes. Just in Skirmish, we, we found out by a tweet that they turned on the connection-based matchmaking algorithm that was present during Iron Banner Rift for skirmish since iron banner rift collapsed we love the new matchmaking type their algorithm whatever you know shout out to aviators who had the uh the first reply to that tweet he's like he's wishing that uh they added it to more populated playlists it's gonna happen in the weekly update they let Mm -hmm. us know that crimson doubles and clash are next on the list to be receiving that so why don't we just hop into the weekly update this is one of the biggest weekly updates we've had in maybe Four months, three months, don't yeah, you think? It's I would say since patch 2.0, I guess. Oh, boom. Throwing it down. So they're changing the name to This Week at Bungie instead of the Bungie Weekly Update. The reasoning for this is they don't want the weekly update to be confused with patch notes. I'm not buying that story one bit, Bungie. Calling it This Week at Bungie. I think what you're trying to do is give yourself some leeway, some wiggle room in case you take a month-long hiatus again <laughs> like you did at the end of December. Yeah, I would say that's probably accurate. That's that's a good reason why they're changing the name because it could be like, oh, no uh, no update this week on this yeah. week at Bungie and then they come back the next week. So yeah, I, I think they want to keep the this week at Bungie blog post um, for more substantial updates like this. And then they can give us those little tiny blurbs each week, like the matchmaking updates a couple weeks ago for the Iron Banner stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, hey, we've done this change for this playlist. That's a nice update. I like to hear things like that. But it's not really weekly update worth. Mm -hmm. Crimson Days starts February 9th. And at that time, patch 211 is going to be going live. So what's the first big change happening? Special ammo. We've discussed it at length here on the program many times. What are they doing, and in what playlists are they doing it? They are removing starting special ammo for 3v3 playlists. Exactly. And so those would be skirmish, salvage, elimination, trials, or any rotating 3v3 playlist. At the start of the game, you won't begin with special ammo, and there won't be special ammo green crates on the map at the very start, I don't believe. Right. Yeah, there is a delayed start for special ammo. So you're going to have to be using that primary for the first minute and a half or so. Yeah, we'll have to see how long before the the greenies spawn in if they change that initial timer. I don't think they will, but these patch notes, they're not always the most specific. Or I guess, hey, I just called it patch notes when it's the weekly update. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I did exactly what they were worried about. So the benefit of this, especially in 3v3 game types, primary weapons have become sort of a uh, back pocket tool in skirmish at the start of the match, depending on the map, of course. But good snipers, <laughs> three guys come out with ready to roll their 1K stairs, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, for a map like Rusted Lands, you know, there's that initial <laughs> snipe spawn or spawn snipe that you can water do. tower, water beach. tower to the truck at near yeah. the beach, and it's just like, yeah, if I'm spawning water tower side, I'm gonna pull out my sniper, jump on top of the water tower, and see if I can get that first blood headshot. Absolutely, every single time. So yeah, I can definitely understand why. And that's yeah that's exactly what i do every single skirmish match i just whip out my sniper rifle as soon as possible because getting that first initial lead is really going to help you get map control now this change is not going to be going into effect for 6v6 playlists which is understandable Derek carroll says no seriously there are several reasons to limit this change to the 3v3 modes first the larger game types are generally less sensitive to initial conditions which gives us more freedom to have special weapons going from the beginning also smaller game types like skirmish are a bit more hardcore with more weight applied to each player in the match so we felt we could try pushing primary weapons for those initial engagements conversely control is the friendliest place to enter the crucible so we wanted to make sure that we don't present new players with a fundamentally different game than what they're used to end quote that's fine that's fine i'm cool with that Totally cool with that. You? Yes? Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Fine with that. (laughs) Freelance playlists. This is the most exciting piece of PvP news in forever. We've also talked about this at length for years on DTS. Freelance 6v6 and Freelance 3v3 are mixed mode playlists that are only accessible to solo players. No fire teams allowed. This is the same as a mercenary playlist in Call of Duty where there's no parties. If you're just a solo player who wants to go in and not have the fear of matching parties of four or matching parties of three, this is your playlist. And they're mixed modes, so you're going to have things like Clash, Control, and Rift, and for 3v3, Elimination, Salvage, and Skirmish. I'm going to be playing a boatload of this. As time has gone on, Destiny, less people are playing right now, at least on my friends list. And sometimes I'm on at really weird times. Diddy, you're on at really weird times. Yep. And sometimes <laughs> we just want to PvP, yo. I am so excited about this. Yeah, definitely. It's really going to um, help solo players, I would say, because in my playing destiny this past week i've been forcing myself to only use no land beyond than a sidearm because apparently that's becoming a little bit more popular now because the reason i did that is because i actually finally got a a sidearm that i liked so Mm -hmm. i was i was using it you know and i wanted to i didn't really have uh, none of my primary weapons really really tickled my fancy this past week so i was just like no land beyond yeah sure let's do it let's have some fun and i was playing some skirmish yeah i was put with two people who were in a party and mm-hmm. i didn't do too hot so hmm. uh, at the end of the match they sent me some hate messages together as a mm. as a team and it it was like uh, okay yeah i can understand uh, you guys were frustrated but no come on let's not team up on me <laughs> just as a side note i was playing halo 5 and one of the other teams was maybe one of the meanest jerk faces ever <laughs> to some some guy on our team was having the worst time of his life the mute button broke and so i just got to hear his entire like this game is so hard ah! he, he went like one and something terrible and at the end he's telling his friend i think i'm done for the afternoon and the other team's like damn roger died boy just like oh, no. reamed on it. it was like <laughs> come on so uh yeah Great. Not much more to comment there. I'm looking forward to trying out the freelance playlists. We mentioned that on Monday they added Skirmish to their list of better matchmaking playlists. Well, they've also done the same with Rumble, 
control and now trials of osiris crimson doubles and clash will be put onto the new connection matchmaking algorithm this coming tuesday for the update stuff Let's talk about the damage referee changes real briefly. Essentially, what Bungie is doing here, according to Paul Llewellyn, who's one of the network engineers, trying to make the game work a little bit better for those who have decent internet connections. So, in short, I'm going to quote here, we're trying to fix the internet. Streaming movies, wireless connections, the speed of light, and a host of other things are all conspiring to harm your online experience. Normal network latency is bad enough, but even the simplest problems become extremely complex when the information your console is sending and receiving can be unexpectedly delayed, dropped, duplicated, folded, spindled, and mutilated. It's impossible to solve completely, but the damage referee is our latest attempt to improve things for the vast majority of you. So for people with good connections, you're going to notice that your weapons feel a bit more reliable, your kills are a bit snappier, and players with poor connections should be less frustrating to fight. And if your connection is bad, expect to lose fights a lot more often, even if you think you shot first or escaped behind cover in time. Things will get much better once you fix your connection, but at least you'll receive fewer angry messages in the meantime. They're trying to curb the bad connection problem in Destiny where the dude who's super red bar basically becomes invulnerable blink I don't know how to feel about this because I've not tried it yet. I have played this game on great connections and it's really frustrating when the guy who's just lagging all over the place manages to kill you even though you shot him like 80,000 times. <laughs> that is a really frustrating problem. But I do worry for people who are maybe on lesser connections, getting shot through walls sucks. So. Hopefully this is not like, it's a nice equilibrium of if you've got a bad connection, you're not given an advantage, but if you're not on the same tier as somebody who's got 40 up, 10 down, you can still feel like you're at least in a somewhat even playing field, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I've experienced a lot of laggy matches and I have pretty good internet. I mean, that's going to sound like I'm bragging, but that's just the side of the spectrum that I'm on. I'm on the side with really good internet. So I shouldn't be experiencing as much lag as I am in the game. So yeah. I'm welcoming this change. But, you know, at the same time, I kind of feel bad for our friends who have the uh, slower connections. Our, our Aussie brethren. But, hey, at the same time, man, if you're on a 700-800 MS ping connection, you shouldn't be awarded an advantage for that. And right. there are circumstances Absolutely. all of us have seen that guy who just blinks around and kills you. Not actual blink, but lags <laughs> like through walls and all over the place. Uh, side note, I was going through some of my uh, Upload Studio Xbox DVR clips last night because I wanted to record some of them to uh, you know, finally get a, an upload to YouTube. You have had a capture card, some... Diddy. Oh, you have a really nice capture card. What are you doing using that I don't DVR? record every single time I play. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so I had there were a couple clips that I had recorded of just like super laggy situations. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was pretty funny to see. Because <laughs> like I would shoot a guy with a shotgun in the face and then he would like lag away and then I would do it again and then he would just lag away and I would just stare at him for a while. And then all of a sudden he would turn around and shoot me in the face. And I'm like, that doesn't make any a, sense. <laughs> a clip from my Hawksaw review where I'm slicing a guy with my sword like three times in a row. And then I just die. My Guardia just is like, well, I've had enough. And falls over dead and the guy just <laughs> runs away. So That's awesome. They're doing a couple switches. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Doing a couple switches to King's Fall. Uh, not switches, but sort of fixes. I'm going to quote here from lead designer Gavin Irby. 
If you've ever been the runner in the Daughter of Oryx encounter, you've probably encountered too much encounter right there, bro. An incredibly annoying issue where your camera would snap back to a default position. We fixed that, which should make the runner's job more enjoyable, end quote. They're also fixing the teleporting uh, ogre problem. Did you ever have that running hard mode where they just sort of, the ogre pathing gets screwed up by the, the bombs, basically, and they'll just... <laughs> yeah, I have had that happen. Yes, absolutely. So apparently Oryx challenge mode should be a little bit more forgiving at this point. So, yeah, I think that's about it for the weekly update. Um, I will read. Oh, <laughs> giant ice patch just fell off the roof. It was really loud. So anyway, so that's going to do it for the weekly update. If you want to be the first guardian on your block to download the new bits, be at the ready on February 9th at about 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll be back next week with something else to share. Deej, signing out. Great update. Closing thoughts before we move on to our little topic. All good things. Yeah, I said on Twitter I would have liked to see some PVE information, mm-hmm. but all this information in the weekly update is very good. It's better than it has been the last couple of weeks, so thank you very much, Bungie. Let's recap. Skill-based matchmaking controversy, connections getting worse, lack of communication, all things boiling up. Last three weeks, I gotta admit, seems like they're putting things back into a pretty solid state outside of pve pve is still this nether realm of we don't know what's going on but they've basically reverted all that skill-based matchmaking stuff to this new connection prioritized algorithm in just about every playlist i mean other than maybe like an inferno or some random thing it's this connection-based algorithm we've got the freelance playlist coming in uh, addresses to the net code with the damage referee stuff going on which is really just another way for them to say we're tweaking the lag compensation lag compensation is a, a value that's in most peer-to-peer shooters and i'd wager the same with dedicated host shooters so they're doing a good job i'd say now please give us a roadmap and talk about some pve stuff because <laughs> we're getting a little worried here and that's going to lead into our topic Salvaged relic data is now decrypted. Not of consequence. Evening, Guardian. Earn your honor, Guardian. Titan survey data requested by Vanguard. All right, time to put our conspiracy theory pants on. Tinfoil hats engaged. Could the radio silence from Bungie be related to the sudden change in CEO? If you didn't listen to last week's show, Harold Ryan is stepping down as the CEO over at Bungie to be replaced by Pete Parsons. No real explanation of if Harold Ryan was going to remain with Bungie or why the change occurred. We got some encouraging words from Pete Parsons, the new CEO, saying, you know, commitment to destiny and making it this great, unique experience. But here's the deal. I think our January complete lack of Bungie weekly update and our lack of a roadmap is all related to this. What I think happened here is Destiny 2 needed to be delayed. We've heard rumors about this from Kotaku a few weeks ago from their sources saying that Destiny 2, instead of releasing this September or this November, is probably going to be a spring 2017 release. I think that we're going to see some kind of Taken King-esque expansion this September, and it'll be the final piece of content for Destiny 1, and it'll be available on PS3, 360, as well as the new gen consoles or current gen, whatever. I think that Harold Ryan was let go as a result of them having to renegotiate their contract with Activision to say to Activision, hey, we cannot get Destiny 2 out this fall. It needs to be delayed to be a better product. I think 
am I crazy? Is this a total stab in the dark? No, I would agree with that. I think there needed to be some type of renegotiation with Activision, you know, not to white knight Bungie, but I, th I really think Bungie tried to step in and say, hey, Destiny 2 is not ready and we're not going to let you publish an unfinished game again mm -hmm. because yeah. uh, with the conspiracy theories rolling around now that Destiny 1 was uh, an unfinished game and they just launched it anyways, I think it's... Uh, it, I think Bungie would have stepped in this time and said, hey, we don't want this to happen again, so let's go ahead and do, let's let's release what we have as a Taken King-style expansion and then have a really good relaunch or revamp of Destiny for the sequel when it comes out a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And we have content that we've heard about that was rumored to be in the original Destiny, or at least the Taken King of yesteryear. All of these rumors are coming from the Kotaku Mega article dumps, which surprisingly, as they're just sourceless, the only people they ever quote is, you know, people who don't want to be revealed. But a lot of what Kotaku has said has been accurate. We've heard about the Cut Europa planet, uh, Moon, sorry, uh, the Cut Mars raid. That is stuff I could see being bundled into a fall Taken King-like expansion. And the Taken King was arguably the best piece of content Destiny's had. You know, you say a lot of this allegedly Destiny 1 was kind of rushed out the door. I think we can very confidently say Destiny 1 was rushed out the door. <laughs> the Taken King was rumored to be what they wanted the initial Destiny to have at launch, you know? Yeah. So here we are, and we're looking at this timeline... I'm 100% okay and want Destiny to be the best experience it can be. And if that means delay it, absolutely delay it. I know there's so many folks right now who are just losing their minds because it's like, how can you still support Destiny and play it? Well, first of all, for the majority of people who play this game, the stats for how many folks have completed the raid is kind of staggering. There's way more casual folks than what you actually realize, but Destiny... It doesn't need to be a game that you just completely marry and it's just this singular relationship. It's the only game you ever play. <laughs> you, what am I getting at, Diddy? You know what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, I do. It's like we've said it before. It's okay to take breaks from Destiny and it's okay to play other games besides Destiny. It's not the Halo versus Call of Duty debate of last generation console. You know, it's like, oh, you're a Halo player? Pfft. <laughs> I only play Call of Duty. Oh, you're a Call of Duty player? Pfft, Halo's the best, or whatever. You know, Destiny's a really good game, but you know, there are other good games, too, out there in the world, you know? And most people are getting tired of the match, like, or tired of the game itself, after probably, like, four or five hundred hours worth of play. That's sort of the, the hardcore people <laughs> yeah. who are like, man, there's nothing to do in this game. I've done it all, and I've done it 80 times over. If I look at my cost-to-value ratio of Destiny, it's kind of silly. It's it's actually kind of silly. Now, I'm with the people who want more PvE content. I want more strikes. I want more raids. I want more story. Always. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Taken King was like the best thing ever for a <laughs> month because it's just like, oh, there's another quest and another quest. It was great, <laughs> but when we finally ran out of quests, we're like, oh... Dang it. And here we are, four and a half months after no PvE content. And yeah, it's dry. It is straight up dry. But if it means that we get a better Destiny 2, 
Please take all the time you need. I hate rushed games, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. We end up paying for it in the DLC. There was a, uh, a really interesting theory about the future of Destiny's content floating around the internet now. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just a big boss like Oryx or Atheon or what's his face? Crota. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we only uh, fought him the next like raid. terms. Um, give us like a rogue guardian. You know, hmm. like someone who's been mentioned in the grimoire before. Like, what's his face who had Thorn? Someone like that. Someone who's like a, an evil guardian. You know, I want a raid boss to be that lagging, blinking shotgunner I face in the Crucible every single day. I want to do that in a PVE setting. Yeah, I've said it. I've, I've been whittled down, blink shotgunners. That's what I want that raid boss. Finally. So you don't, you're tired of fighting giant monsters is what you're saying. Because we have sort of taken it from like Atheon's pretty huge. Crota's pretty big, but not like super big. And then Oryx is just like Transformers huge. Like, <laughs> here's your, the, the wow factor when we first fought Oryx. Was it's got to be Eris. Eris is going to be our next raid boss for sure multi-stage don't end up killing her forever who's our ultimate baddie i mean we obviously are starting to get more of a story with ttk we we would love to see more bad guy personalities and i understand what you're you're saying there having some enemy who's just a really powerful guardian he's not some monster he's not an ethereal being but he's rather one of us he is a guardian who's just achieved this high level of power because of x he accepted oh my darkness into his heart or something the speaker what if the well, speaker that's, that's comes a... out of his shell and he <laughs> does turn out to be evil and we have to take him down and he's the speaker of the traveler or for the traveler or whatever and he's harnessing the traveler's power oh my gosh that would be yes it's a little chick like a chicken chick that hatches out of the egg and shoots <laughs> lasers from his eyes <laughs> yaller horns like come out of his mouth <laughs> Now, everything we just talked about was like straight-up conspiracy. Timelines, CEO changes, all of that stuff is nothing more than rumors based off of Kotaku sources. Very well, we could see a Destiny 2 trailer at E3 with it releasing this fall. What I just hope to impress upon players or listeners of our show is to temper your expectations. It could be nothing, which would be really sad, actually. But (laughs) I'm going into 2016 looking forward to what is next and continuing to voice my feedback to Bungie. I'm pretty sure Deej and Cosmo has a Cosmo have a really good idea what it is that we want from PVE and more quests. Now it's just time to let them go into the workshop and deliver. I would definitely agree with all of that. And I think, you know, holding back our expectations and keeping an open mind going into this next year of uh, Destiny content and Destiny content announcements, I think, would be really nice. You know, Bungie does drive a really hard and fast hype train when it comes to new content. Um, so I think it's 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 hard for the hype train not to hit you. <laughs> I know we like to be hyped up for new well, Destiny content. We wrote content. it. We wrote it all the way from like Dark Below House Wolves into Taken King, and in between each of those, there was only like. A month worth where we were just like, well, there's no news. <laughs> we're like six months into no news, and we're like, well, we still got a lot to talk about. 
Yeah, yeah. I would say let's just keep talking about the game. Let's keep talking about what we want, what we what we think we need. And I think Bungie can definitely hear us. I think they can definitely hear us. It's not like, oh, screw the players. Let's just play what we want to play. I don't think that's true. Um, keep voicing your concerns. Keep voicing your own opinions. Um, again, it is a vocal minority who have the uh, strongest pull, usually. Um, so, yeah, let's let's look ahead, not backwards. Where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y DTS, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Remember to follow Destiny the Show over on Twitter, at Destiny the Show. It's the same tag for our Twitch channel. Check out all the links from today and more at destinytheshow.com. And be sure to visit our friends over at destinytracker.com, the best place to track your stats in the Destiny universe. You can follow me at bbkdragoon, and also the same name on YouTube. Have a good week. Find your Valentine. Enjoy Crimson Doubles. And we'll talk with you next week. Thank you.